1: about this one episode 188 the number one thing harming your relationships and this is harming your romantic relationships your friendships your work relationships all dating relationships you're going to find out that this is the thing that's actually making dating really frustrating and exhausting for you And this is the thing that makes all relationships frustrating and exhausting uh, for you. And we want you to reclaim your energy and not have to live from a depleted state. And really what I believe from a a child state, which is what this behavior actually is, which is (laughs) taking everything personally. That is the thing that robs you of, I mean, you literally can't be sovereign, right? Like you can't stand for for yourself. You can't be connected to yourself. If you're taking everything personally, you know, I call it externally referencing. If you're constantly seeing yourself through the eyes of others and through the behavior of others, of course, you're not connected to yourself and you can't know yourself. So taking everything personally is a reflection of actually how disconnected you are from yourself.
0: Yeah, hell yeah! You know, I used to take <laughs> I used to take strangers per- strangers facial expressions personally, like all the time. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, that person hates me. She just the co- lady at the coffee shop just glanced at me and was so looked so mean. Um, and it, I, I remember when I first learned about taking things personally, it was from the book The Four Agreements. I read it when I was like 25, and I read it in the span of like three or four hours. And it was till, till like three in the morning, went online, booked a a meditation retreat with Don Miguel Ruiz right after I flew to San Diego to Encinitas, actually close to where I met you um, and met him and did a meditation retreat with him. Cause the book, that was my awakening book. That was the book that changed my life. So if you haven't read the four agreements, So so good. And it's such a quick read, but Yeah, I just, I'm even noticing it myself in my relationship, whenever there's any activation or trigger between my partner and I, we are just thinking the other person in that moment or thinking the other person should be the same as us. And, you know, I've really been like just noticing the nuances of this and how, and I, and with clients too, and how heartbreaking it is that we have been taught to be all the same. And we've taught, we've been, we've, we've really been educated in this separation consciousness, like. Um, good, bad, right, wrong, that those people are wrong, those people are right. And we keep getting that messaging comes, I mean, it's getting, it's worse now. Now more than ever, people are more divided. Our side, your side, we're right, you're wrong. And that has us perpetually looking outside of ourselves, thinking that other people should be how we are and should see the world how we are. But the reality is we are not the same. We're all so unique And, you know, if you haven't got to know your own soul, you might not know your uniqueness. You might just be operating from the same patterns as your your friend next to you, who also is a self sacrificer or whatever people pleaser, but we're all so unique. And, um, and so my practice inside of my relationship is, is fascination and curiosity and noticing like, oh, okay, this is just who you are. We are different. Oh, this is how you see the world. And like, Every time I'm trying to force my worldview on you or my opinion on you or my perception on you, it like that, I always get pushback because it's like, no, that's not how I see the world. Like instead of, and conversations can be so much more rich when we can just hold both perspectives like, oh, your behaviors, my behaviors, your, and it doesn't mean we don't share impact if something feels hurtful, but to expect the other person to be, different than who they are is the thing that's the most unfair. We go on dates, we paint a fantasy onto the person of who we think they are and who we want them to be. And then ow. my gosh, smash my elbow. Um, and we paint this picture onto them. And then when we start to get to know who they really are, when the fantasy starts to melt away and we start to get to know who they really are, we argue with it and be like, wait, you need to be more like you were in the beginning when you were just this fantasy of who I thought you were. And I need you to be more like this. So I don't feel pain. And this is often how people even interpret the idea of boundaries. Like you need to be different, so I don't behave I don't feel pain. If you you behave like this, 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 so I feel better. You're not responsible for how other people behave, and they're not responsible for how you behave. You can only take responsibility for yourself.
1: I was gonna th- that p- part of the you are not responsible for how other people behave. We have to zoom out again on why the new truth is the new truth. Every message around relationships for women is you are responsible for a man's behavior, right? Like we are bred and groomed to believe that it's my fault if I'm assaulted. (laughs) We are groomed to believe it's my fault if I'm not wanted, right? If he doesn't choose me, then I've done something wrong or something's wrong with me rather than, okay, he's he's just not interested. Period. No big deal. (laughs) Um, And so the like compassion as you're listening to this, because the bigger view of just like how hard it is to not take things personally and to differentiate yourself and know that you are not responsible for a man's behavior starts from that. It's like in the air. Right. Like we, we, you and I have talked so many times on episodes about men, like celebrity men. We never talk about how many partners they have. Right. But all celebrity women, it's like so and so can't keep a man. Like, oh my God, JLo can't stay single for like two seconds. When, when Jay Z cheated on Beyonce, everyone was like, oh my God, if Beyonce can be cheated on, I have no, there's nothing, you know, that's possible for me. Right. Because it's a woman's job to make sure her, to keep her man from cheating. Like, give me a fucking break. Um, and so, the like, that's the big picture of patriarchy and the messages for women that you and and why Kate and I hate most dating advice, because even if you're not really paying attention, dating advice keeps perpetuating like the, the YouTube dating advice perpetuates yes. the idea that it's a woman's job to keep him interested, keep him committed, keep him happy. There keep was him a marketing- feeling like a man
0: There was a marketing thing that was like called, or maybe it was the name of the company, but I kept seeing ads. Probably I'll say it again now. Catch them and keep them. And oh yeah,
1: right. Exactly. Right. That it's on you rather than what the message of the new truth is, what the core message in Kate in my work is your job is to be you in the world as, Mm -hmm. as authentic and clear and connected to yourself as possible. And then to see who joins you in that space. There's nothing you have to do in a bound. You're not setting a boundary if you're trying to control someone else, but also with the the lack of differentiation, because, you know, my, it's interesting hearing your story. Um, I didn't do it with partners. I did it with friends. Like that's how self-centered I was like my behavior as a teenage girl assumed other girls felt the way that I did like oh you what do you mean you literally what do you mean you don't make out with people you don't actually like I mean I just make out with everyone but like (laughs) my I have a really it was a really hard experience for me as a teenage girl when one of my friends was like Catherine I'm not like she literally goes I'm not like you and it was like what You have, you, you behave differently with men. Like you don't kiss people that you don't like. You don't just like hook up to get validated. You only hook up with people you actually like and that you respect yourself. What? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So this, this, the word is differentiation. Like being able to understand I am separate from someone else and not at the expense of being connected. And that's where so many women freak out. Is they think boundaries mean disconnection rather than boundaries and, and sovereignty actually keep love safe. It's the only way that love can be safe. And if you constantly take all men's behavior personally, if you're constantly walking around thinking that you have to shapeshift or be someone that you're not in order to get what you want, I'm like tired talking about it. Like, like it's like, like to even imagine what it's like to date from that place, which most people are dating and doing relationship from that place. It's exhausting. Like, aren't you tired? Like if you're listening to this episode, aren't you tired of analyzing men's behavior? Aren't you tired of constantly trying to figure out what's wrong with you? So how you can get it right in the dating world, right? Mm -hmm. Most of my clients are coming to me from that place. Literally, like I've read all the books, I've done all the things, what's wrong with me that I can't, you know, figure it out rather than usually I find what's wrong is you're spending so much time figuring out, trying to figure out what's wrong with you rather than learning how to choose who's actually right for you. That's actually the work. You don't know how to even pay attention to other people and say, oh, their behavior doesn't work for me. This doesn't feel good. Um, This man's not, you know, really showing up and is emotionally unavailable. So probably not the person for me. You're spending all this energy trying to get people to be different and get people to do what you want them to do. That you're then not living your life for yourself. And that's why you're tired. Yeah. And so it's such a big and... I mean the we, I said to someone last night I was like codependency is just like our culture like we only yes. know you know codependency really it takes a lot of work to break free from that and and mostly the biggest amount of work is that other people are acting on their own accord other people are responsible for their thoughts their feelings and behavior and usually you're not taking responsibility for your thoughts and feelings and behavior so that's why you're obsessing about everybody else's
0: Yeah, exactly. I think that's, that's it. That's the, the, the clue to know if you're doing this is if you're, if you're, attention is always in someone else's world. If you're, you know, back in the day, I used to worry about everyone. I used to be like, Oh my gosh, is my friend mad at me? Did I say the wrong thing? Even with my best friends, my mind was always racing about what might be going on in their world. But if there was something going on in their world and they were upset with me, that's not my responsibility. That's theirs. You know, I can certainly bring it up and say, Hey, I'm noticing a shift in the dynamic here. Is there something going on that you want to talk about? Like I could certainly, bring that up. And it's still not my responsibility to figure out what is going on in everybody else's world. And I think this is something that happens so often for highly sensitive women. And we're so much more in tune with our feelings and our hearts, not all of us, some of us are really on lockdown, but, but highly sensitive people, for sure. There's this, this sensitivity to what's happening in other people's worlds. And we spend so much time trying to make other people feel better, which is like, just trying to make yourself feel better, but it's just the wrong focus because it's not your job. And nor is it even helping the situation. Um, I was, I was Mm -hmm. chatting with a client yesterday, just thinking about this idea of, you know, these sort of Um, personal development trends that are going around now that social media has blown up personal development. And one of them is talking about narcissists and like, oh, that person is a narcissist. Oh, I got to avoid that person. Got to stay away from that. Oh, there's another narcissist. There's another red flag. Look at the red flag out there. Oh, I'm seeing some green flags. Like, why are we looking out there? First of all, you know, all saboteur patterns are varying degrees of narcissism because they're all manipulative. They're all, you're all trying to, we're all trying to manipulate each other, to get approval, to feel like we belong, which you'll never feel like you belong because you're doing it from your pattern, not from yourself. If you're doing it from yourself, your wholeness, your sovereignty, who you really are, you'll feel like you belong everywhere you go, even if you're hanging out with a bunch of people that are nothing like you because you're home inside of yourself. But when we're trying to get belonging or trying to get love or trying to get approval, we'll never feel it. So ultimately, all like some saboteurs, sure, might look worse on paper. Some survival patterns might look worse. Some look cooler, mm-hmm. like anxious people tend to look a little more crazy. Mm-hmm. Avoidance tend to look a little bit more cool and aloof because they are cold. They're cool. Like that's their survival patterns. But ultimately it's all these parts of us trying to manipulate the world around us to get love. And it, it when we are staying in these operating from these places, it keeps us so far away from ourselves. And if We just stay in the story of like, oh, my husband was a narcissist and it's all his fault. Like there's nowhere to go from there. If you stay in the energy of blame and, you know, I mean, and I'm going to give the flip side of that, but if you stay in the energy of blame, there's nowhere to go from there. You have to take responsibility, not blaming yourself, but responsibility for, oh, okay, okay. And I felt like a no in my body many times and I overlooked it. Oh, that didn't feel good. That didn't feel good. I ignored it. I shoved it down. I numbed it with alcohol. I stuffed my face with food and just pretended I didn't feel what I was actually feeling when my body was giving me the cues to leave the relationship, right? So then when we wake up to realize like, oh, it's actually not aligned. But if you spend all your time and energy blaming the other person, then you can't clean up the pattern and like your part that actually contributed to that dynamic because it's a dynamic. And, you know, I just also think of all the women who I've worked with, who've had men cheat on them or women, whoever, and the the common denominator is uh, every single one of them took it personally right? And made it mean something about them. And like, I'm not lovable. I'm not worthy. And all the women that I've worked with who are still married that are having sex when it's a fuck no in their body, they don't even like their partner anymore, but they're still having sex with them just because they feel like, because we, the messaging we've been given the messaging that a man will leave if you don't give him sex and we have to give them sex and we have to keep them happy. Right? Like all of this, it is, not about you someone so yes i on one hand i just said 50% of it is if the dynamic is your pattern yes and their behavior has nothing to do with you. Their behavior is a reflection of their patterns and their trauma and their conditioning. Probably his dad cheated on his mom and whatever, like it's his, it's that, that person's world. And we're constantly thinking everything is about us. And we use that, our saboteurs use that as ammunition against ourselves to reinforce Mm -hmm. these beliefs that aren't true, that we're not enough, that we're not lovable, that we're not worthy. And then we just keep staying stuck in these cycles until you learn how to start operating from that whole worthy part of you. That is the sovereign woman inside. I call her your heroine. She's in there. She has always been there. And she's just waiting for you to start making choices that are aligned with your heart and with your truth as opposed to aligned with what you think you should have, trying to control love, trying to control the relationship, trying to keep it, trying to force it, trying to like other people's Mm -hmm. behavior has nothing to do with you. You might activate them, but it's still nothing to do with you.
1: And if you have a childhood in which... Your parents weren't differentiated. So your parents blamed you for their emotional state or your parents were so volatile that there never was respite or safety in your home. You take things personally because the child self-centered conscious, like children take things personally because that's the state of their consciousness as a child. Right. And it's a parent's job to model that boundaries, to model the separation between a parent's emotions and the child. But if you never matured out of that, that's what's actually happening around taking everything personally. And then you add that to our culture that says it's a woman's job to get a man to choose her. And, and, you know, this is a plug for our other episode about the truth about wanting to be chosen, because this is so, this is really the biggest part around taking things personally and in and dating and, and relationships is when you have an identity that says other people's, I am responsible for other people's behavior being chosen is the way to feel like you matter rather than I am already chosen. I'm already enough. I'm already worthy. And so be, is being with this person affirming that truth for yes. me or not? And I'm, I did an on again, off again, relationship going to therapy with my ex set literally saying, why can't he choose me? Like, why can't he be with me? And I hear countless women coming, right? The calls about their exes are like, why wasn't I enough? Or those of you that are in situationships, right? Why isn't he committing to me? What more do I have to do? And what's so painful for me about this and why the new truth matters to me so much is no woman can be empowered from that place. And the difference that your love life in every area of your life makes is when you start recognizing you're in charge of it, right? When you stop waiting for approval, stop waiting for validation, stop waiting for a man to fucking clean up his life and and get a job. And you you start saying, wait a second, I don't want to exert my energy in this way. Anymore, right? You know, I, I remember God it was a couple of years ago. Another dating coach, like the her she wrote a very long thing, but like the first line was like, single women could change the fucking world if they exerted like five percent of the energy they um, exert in trying to get men's behavior to be different toward like causes and things that actually matter, right? And on the planet, <laughs> um, and I agree. Because, right, it's the energy suck of obsessing over other people rather than being the actual director of our own energy and of our own lives, right, of our own attention, right? Your attention is currency. Your energy is currency. Your affection has value. But when we don't value ourselves, we freely give it away to people who don't actually deserve it, people who don't give anything back. And then obsess over who do we, who do I have to be? And this is now we're back to bullshit dating advice, right? Who do I be more feminine? Who do I have to be in order to get what I want? There's no magic secret. There's there's no elixir or three-step process. It's actually about how do I stop being all that's inauthentic and untrue and all that I've been conditioned to be? and then can rest in the truth of who I am and then naturally be magnetized to all the people that are right to me. I mean, you and I, before we hit record today, we're talking about all these friends that you have in your life. And I'm like, wait, incredible people are you're surrounded by. And this weekend or a couple weekends ago now, it was Madeline's birthday and Andrew and I are in um, my parents and Angie's parents were with us. So they met all of our friends, you know, here in Charlotte. And the next day, his dad just kept saying to us, those were some incredible people, you know, at your party, like, wow, like everyone was really fascinating and interesting and engaging and, and loving and warm toward your baby. And it's like, right. Cause I don't hang out with shitty people. <laughs> like I, I only allow high quality people into my life. So the taking things personally or not being able to differentiate with friends and partners is the symptom of not knowing yourself. It's the symptom of clearly not being at home with yourself. And it was so powerful what you said about, you know, if you blame it, if you're blaming, you can't change it. Right. Like, like there's no, right. There's nowhere to go from there. And so this place of, okay, can I look at the symptoms Right. And then heal the root root cause issue of what's actually going on in my love life, which is me not from blame or shame or, or punishment, but from I'm not being me <laughs> in my life. Right. And I'm exerting my energy, obsessing about other people because this this practice changed my life. This practice changed my dating life. This practice changes my marriage because I don't exert energy trying to get my husband to be different. Right. You take a stand for the kind of experience that I want to create. Cause I am responsible for myself every second of every day. And, you know, usually when we're bickering like you, at least, at least for me, actually lately, it's like, we're bickering when we both have not taken care of ourselves. Like we do less about trying to get each other to change. We more just don't take responsibility for our own well-being and then bring to each other the like tired, cranky person rather than like, Oh, hold on reset. I'm tired, or him being like, "Hold on, reset." I haven't eaten for a couple hours. Like, I need to eat, which is actually the same thing, right? Like, if I'm I'm taking it personally, it's still trying to get from Andrew something he doesn't have to give if we're both depleted,
0: right? Which would probably be even harder when you have a baby, right? When you have kids, like it's very hard, (laughs) and I think that's why so many because people aren't supported and don't have the resources and the community around them like we used to. And, um, and so so many women are just nagging their partners trying to get something from them. And I just, at the whole time you were talking, just thinking about the energetics of trying to get something. It's like, trying to get a relationship, trying to get your partner to be different, trying to get love, trying to get like, that's coming from a wound a hundred percent of the time. So if you are looking to them and you're upset because they're not getting, giving you the thing that you want, it's like, you're trying to control the situation. And now that's not your authentic self. Like that's not the sovereign woman who takes full responsibility, which is why and I and I I get that for some women who are listening to this podcast who haven't done been on a journey with Catherine and I um, in one of our programs or who haven't done deeper work um, deeper personal growth spiritual whatever practices um, that this can feel really foreign. But it's like everything that you experience in relationship is yourself. It's and everything you're longing to feel like if you are longing for love. And longing for a relationship from loneliness, and you want to go dating from that place, you're going to get more loneliness inside of a relationship, like whatever you are desiring, or whatever you're experiencing, whether it's your pain or your pleasure, that's you, that's you, so like when you can really shift your attention and 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 keep bringing yourself back and you'll have to, because the world around you will tell you something different other than the new truth, maybe a few others. It's like, you have to keep bringing yourself back to like, oh wait, it's not him. So I'm chasing this guy, Ryan. And I'm just thinking like, if I could only get Ryan to like me, or if I could only get Ryan to do the dishes, or if I could only get Ryan to give me more words of affirmation. I don't know, Ryan was like the guy was in high school, like- <laughs> It's like if I could only get him to pay attention to me, or him to love me more, or him to show up for me more, then I will f- won't feel so bad on the inside. That's actually subconsciously what you're trying to do, and you're taking his behavior personally. So Ryan maybe is not so good at words. He's like great at cleaning the house and you know bringing you flowers and doing things for you, but maybe he's not so good at words, and you're like taking that personally and feeling like he doesn't love you and he does not and you've got this big story going. Now you want to break up with him, go over there because you're not getting the thing. Like, it's not about you. So just keep shifting back to your own world, back to your own world. Wait, what am I, what is happening inside of me? Oh, I'm taking this personally. Oh, I'm making meaning. I'm making it mean I'm not lovable. I'm not worthy. I'm thinking the grass is greener over there. How do I really feel? what do I really desire to feel? Take responsibility. And yeah, I mean, we say it every time, but it's like learn to cultivate everything you desire to get from one person and cultivate it in your life in many ways. So that now you, that's to me, that's how you know if a relationship's aligned. Because if you're already Mm. full and you're already feeling good and then you meet a a person, now you know if it's aligned and is your world being enhanced?
1: Yes, that's it. Are you
0: able to have conversations? Are you able like... Patricio and I had a cup when we traveled, we had a couple activations and they, we moved through them really quickly, but we felt them and they were intense. And then we moved through them on our own. And then we talk about it and it's so lovingly and like, Oh, I see I'm the detailed person. You're not a detailed person. And I thought maybe, and it was just like, seek to understand your partner. That's love. Love is not, this is who you need to be. So I don't feel pain this is how you need to behave because in the beginning you were like this and now you're not, this is what I need from you. That's not love. What love is, is who are you? What's going on with you? Here's who I am, right? Seek to understand your partner and seek to understand yourself.
1: Beautiful. And the, and the reminder of it's a moment by moment practice, right? Intimacy is a moment by moment practice. And The the last thing I'll say around personal development is there's still messaging of perfectionism, you know, like that, that if your personal development takes you away from your humanity so that you then think you're better than your partner because you're some, you're the one who's doing work on herself and you're more conscious. Like, guess what? That relationship is over, right? And, And And if you then beat yourself up when you're triggered or when you fall off or when you're really, you're still struggling with these things, you're also missing the point. The point is, Ooh, Whoa, I am catching, I am taking things personally right now. Help. I'm going to take a deep breath and go back to my practices and come home to myself. Right. That that's what helps you, you know, you work, you come home faster, right. But the beginning, if you are at the beginning of your journey, the beginning of the work is to just be able to say, Whoa, I'm nowhere near home right and so okay then i do need a map right on how to get there and then what real personal development and coaching work offers you is the path of how to get back there over and over and over again in your life yeah. and my mentor yesterday um she told me she was she had done a class about habits and essentially the new research around building a habit is that it takes 22 days to plant the seed of the new habit And 66 days for it to become an actual embodiment practice, because a lot of people do like, oh, it takes 30 days to like form a new habit. Like, no, those first 30 days are planting the seed in your consciousness to even know what is possible, then another two months to be able to actually integrate it. So here, this episode is the planning, the seed. Like maybe if you're at the beginning right now, we're planning the seed around not taking things personally. And if you are well-worn on the path, you're remembering that this is a practice in all of your relationships to not do this and to be nurturing yourself on a daily basis. Like it's not, oh, I come home and now I'm all set. Like you and I both are practices we do every single day to keep anchoring Ourselves, and that's what it means to be sovereign, right? Is that's also what it means to take responsibility for your well being. We don't just rest on yesterday, right? Like every day is a new day, and it's my job to take care of myself so I can show up as best I can in my life with my relationships.
0: Yeah and that's how you get back to being like being able to have in relationships when your stuff comes up it's an opportunity to deepen if you're if you're in a partnership that's open and communicative it's an opportunity to deepen in love and deepen in intimacy and that's the key like coming back to yourself and learning how to um devote yourself to yourself and to nurture yourself and love yourself so that you are grounded enough to have those conversations instead of having them from the trigger like you know, letting your, giving yourself time and space to come back home to yourself and yeah, on the journey, compassion, like it's, we, we take perfectionism from, you know, being our perfect robot saboteurs following the script. And then we, paint it right onto personal development and growth and learning about yourself and thinking it's supposed to be done perfectly. It's not, it's supposed to be messy and nonlinear and, um, and rich and delicious. And, you know, it's, it's growth. It's, it's the whole range.
1: So and if, if the work you're doing is not bringing you into that hum- human, like place of humanity, like find other work. Yeah. (laughs) Like if you feel worse about yourself and people with your people, you're dating probably not the right person. And if you feel worse about yourself with your therapist or your coach, probably not the right person. Yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. Yes. So, um, no more taking things personally, get back in your own vehicle, bring your attention back to yourself and spread this word to all your sister friends. We love you. Thank you. For all your support with the new truth and we'll see you next week see you next week hi it's kate thanks so much for listening to the new truth podcast